once we go in here, we're never gonna be the same. Look at the cabinets! Oh, man, I don't feel too good right now. This feels like a warning. Something's happening, dude. What was it? Guys, this is gonna get real. Welcome to our first Haunted Happy Hour shot episode of season two. As always, I'm your host, Lily, and with me is my co-host, Vanessa. Hey, Lily, really quick, yeah. before we even get into it, can you just remind our listeners what these shots are? Yeah, if you didn't listen to our last episode, we kind of introed these shot episodes a little bit, and this is fun. It's a, a new new format for our i'm gonna just say bonus episodes Mm -hmm. but with a fun little twist so because we're calling them shots first of all they're gonna be little bite-sized episodes Mm -hmm. so i don't know 10 15 20 minute episodes honestly whenever we get done talking (laughs) the episode will be over and instead of a normal full-size drink we're going to be doing shots. Yowzer. Not sure how that's going to work out. Uh, I think it'll work out okay. <laughs> but this first shot of this episode, though, mm-hmm. this looks good. So it's called the Paranormal Veil. With this one, we have silver rum, lime juice, ginger ale, cherry some muddle, and for garnish. I don't even want to drink it because it looks so I know. nice. Um, So it's called Paranormal Veil because in our shot episode, we talk about the Paranormal Veil and we'll get into that pretty soon. Okay, so I mean, do you just want to take the shot now? I say we just take it and then start talking (laughs) about our episode. Okay, here we go. And I guess cheers. Cheers. Mm. Okay, that's that's not bad. That's actually really not bad. I was worried at first. Because I thought it was going to be too strong. But, so just quick shout know. out to my best friend, Sarah, who actually recommended this shot. It's good. It's it mm-hmm. was actually like an actual drink drink. Mm-hmm. But we kind of uh, made a couple of tweaks to turn it into an actual shot. So uh, I noticed for mine, <laughs> you added quite a bit of rum. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to do. <laughs> it's a secret. <laughs> it's good, though. We'll see what happens. This This for sure. It's fruity. Mm-hmm. Um, what is that? What's the fruity? What is this? Um, it's honestly just the cherry juice. Oh. Yeah, because you have to muddle it. And then I did add some cherry juice to it just for an extra mm-hmm. sugary flavor. You know what? It kind of reminds me of like a cherry 7-Up. Oh, yeah. Right? You're right. Right? It's good. Yeah. I like it. I feel like I always say everything is good, but... <laughs> For well, in, in terms of shots, yeah. this is a good shot. And we know that you don't like shots. Right. So, I mean, for if you to I even like, like it, this. If I yeah. like it, it's a good one. Right. For sure recommend. What? Rating scale, one to five. One to five coffins. <laughs> one, yes. One to five coffins. One to five coffins. What do you say? Um, I'm I'm going to say five. Um, I really like the extra cherries in there. So, it mm-hmm. really depends on what you're into. So, good pick for our first ever shot episode. So now with that, let's get into the topic. So today, um, I just want to give another quick shout out to uh, one of our listeners, one of our followers, um, who actually inspired 
this episode. Yeah, and that's exciting that we had somebody um, reach out to us and that kind of really got us into it. Yeah, it kind of like sparked some conversation. Right. And uh, we just wanted to share our thoughts with everybody. And so spoiler alerts ahead. Definite spoiler alert. So sorry if you haven't watched the series yet. If you haven't, just put a bookmark in this episode and come back to it later. Mm-hmm. But so I guess we can just get right on into it. So again, it's about the 28 Days Haunted series on Netflix. It was released October of uh, last year, 2022. Mm-hmm. And it actually charted globally in Netflix's top 10 in the first week. So really popular show. But what really got me, though, is that even still with all that popularity, mm-hmm. it was only rated a 35% on Rotten Tomatoes and oh, wow. 3.4 out of 10 mm-hmm. on IMDb. Hmm. That's so, interesting. <laughs> didn't expect that. But the premise of the show, Vanessa, why don't you just give us a insight into the premise? Okay. Well, as Lily mentioned, it's 28 days. And that is actually because of the 28 day cycle. And that's based off of Ed and Lorraine Warren. And I mean, I'm just going to say, too, we we know many people in the field have some issues with with the Warrens, Mm -hmm. um, how they went about doing things. Right. But I will say there's no denying that they did do a lot for the paranormal field just in general. I feel like and I'm sure a lot of people out there will agree that they pretty much were the ones to put that focus on the paranormal field. Like they exposed so many people to Mm -hmm. the paranormal who otherwise would not have known it, you know, with all the the movies that were based on their cases Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that was a big deal right and actually that's how i got introduced to them because of the movies Mm -hmm. i never actually ever heard of them right uh prior to those movies right ed and lorraine warren they wanted to prove that it took that long to pierce the veil or the barrier between the living and the dead so it's pretty much like the longer you stay in a haunted location Mm -hmm the more activity that you'll experience. Exactly. And the cool part of it, the premise is the fact that, okay, typically investigators go in Mm -hmm. one night and that's it. Right. The thing is, is though, you have to realize that the fact that we'll go into it, but with this show, there were a lot of investigators going in simultaneously. Right. Into different areas. The beauty of it was they did not know where they were going. Right. And they did not know what paranormal activity was going on. So they didn't have that background knowledge ahead mm-hmm. of time and mm-hmm. they couldn't really um, prep themselves ahead. Yeah, of Yeah, that's it was exactly. like a total on the spot moment. Mm-hmm. Just that's right. it. Yeah, they didn't have these premeditated notions mm-hmm. of knowing, oh, well, this is a person probably haunting it because I was told ahead of time that right. these people were here and I know f- it, it must be them. Right, right. And so that's what I really liked about it. Mm-hmm. That really is um, kind of what, you know, piqued my interest. Yeah. And what sustained it, honestly. Right. One of the things that kind of caught me a little bit mm-hmm. was some people do point to the the 28 day cycle mm-hmm. having some sort of a connection to the Amityville house. I was honestly going to touch on that because a lot of people were asking, you know, where did the 28 days even come from? Like mm-hmm. what's what's happening? What's the deal? I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, I'm one of those people, you know, mm-hmm. that's one thing for, mm-hmm. you know, the Warrens to to say this. But some people do speculate that it's because the Lutz family mm-hmm. stayed for 28 days mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the Amityville house. Yeah. Maybe that has a lot to do with it. Right. Um, and it, but, the thing, too, know. is it's like a lot of, uh, you know, just trial and error. Right. You know, and I think that, like you said, that's probably what got them to think about it. Yes. It sparked their interest. Right. If you really think about it, it would make sense. The connection is there. Right. Um, And through this 28 days, what happened was the son-in-law actually wanted to see the Ed and Lorraine theory and they wanted to see it through. So he's the one that set it up and he wanted to prove it. So you'll see him a lot throughout the show. Right. So I thought that was kind of cool that they had the tie in with the Warrens mm-hmm. through uh, through this guy, through the yeah. son-in-law. So right. that, that was an interesting piece of it. Yeah. So really, then the show is centered around three different groups mm-hmm. of um, paranormal teams. Yeah. And the thing that was way different from Mm -hmm. any other paranormal show is the complete isolation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll see other paranormal shows and they go to these different locations and yeah, you know, maybe they're coming back uh, day after day, but that's the thing. They're coming back. Uh They're not actually staying there. Mm -hmm. There was one show. I don't remember what it's called. uh, Paranormal lockdown, paranormal lockdown. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that, these people would stay in the location. I'm not really sure for how long. I want to say it was maybe only two or three nights. Not 100%, but it's not, it was never anything to this extent. Right. This is like intense level now. Right. And they're completely cut off from everything. Yeah. Like no no phones. Right. No communication with anybody in no, the outside no world. No family members. Mm-hmm. So that was something that the um, investigators mentioned in the beginning because yeah. they said i'm really gonna miss my family mm-hmm. i'm not gonna see my wife and kids for a right. while i remember one of them saying that so yeah yeah i mean there's no doubt that this is like a an extremely interesting concept mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so the three different locations that these three teams go to one of them was uh in denver colorado the lumber baron inn yeah madison dry goods mm-hmm. in madison north carolina and Captain Grant's Inn in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. The focus for our episode today is the Madison Dry Goods in Madison, North Carolina, because of its connection to the Lawson murders. Right. And that was our last episode of season one. Right. Right. So the Madison Dry Goods, the building was built in 1908. And in 1929, the upstairs of the building used to be the TB Night Funeral Parlor, and it's where the family was embalmed. That's creepy. <laughs> the, the interesting thing here that caught me was that this was the only funeral home in that region. In that time. Yeah, mm-hmm. that could accommodate eight people mm-hmm. at once. Wow. So that's, that's kind of how that ended up. With the connection to the Lawsons. That's wild. The activity that's kind of reported uh, early on, uh, people describe having eerie feelings, odd sightings and unexplained activity like items moving, reports of seeing a little girl in a white dress and being touched or poked by disfigured children. So, of course... 
the the team there at the uh, Madison Dry Goods, mm-hmm. they had no idea of any of that. Mm-hmm. And the team included one psychic medium and one demonologist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that that was an interesting pairing. Mm-hmm. That was. I think right off the bat, that kind of threw me a little bit because I kind of felt like they needed to have somebody else, like another general type of investigator versus a medium and right. a demonologist. Right. You know what I mean? And the fact that they only sent two people, yeah. whereas in the other locations, three. yeah, they had more people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was a little odd. And so once these two get to the the building... Uh, the medium, mm-hmm. Brandy, yeah, she immediately senses. They're outside the building, and she immediately senses as soon as they step out of the car. She says something very tragic has happened mm-hmm. here, and she sensed a woman and two children. Mm-hmm. I thought that was crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, because number one, I'm like, oh wow, like you're legit. Yeah. First of definitely. all, that's exactly what I thought. I'm like, holy crap. Right. She already knows. Yeah. I guess their their first thing to do is they they do a walkthrough mm-hmm. of, of the building um and kind of just sense it out a yeah. little bit and just see what their their thoughts are. And I guess just in this walkthrough, they pinpoint just amongst themselves where mm-hmm. they feel there's the most activity Mm -hmm. certain energies yeah so when they did their walkthrough as well Mm -hmm. brandy saw the coffins and she immediately just freaked out honestly um yeah and i think that was in the same room they found the a photo the photo of of the family yep and that was crazy though because once they saw that fam once Mm -hmm. they saw that photo Mm -hmm. that's where brandy was like holy crap yeah those are the kids I saw. Those are the kids that I that I said. That's right. Yes. Yes. And that was pretty wild, too, because, yeah. again, she was never told ahead of right, time right. What, what was going to happen. And I don't know about you, but when I saw the photo, I, you know, just immediately perked up. I was like, oh, that's it. Yes. That's it. That's, like, she found that's it. That's the photo. Yeah. Yes. And so what she also added to that though was she said something tragic happened to these kids i think mm-hmm. they were murdered so somehow she right. sensed that yeah i'm like oh my gosh mm-hmm. that's crazy i know it i guess my big thing with the show was that it it's it's different it's very different from what we're i guess accustomed to Mm -hmm. um definitely with paranormal reality tv yeah definitely besides what what we explained you know the premise of the show being Mm -hmm. super interesting the show also brought on a lot of conflict Mm -hmm. a lot of drama yeah very kind of real worldy big brother uh, real housewives vibes. yeah vibes right yeah, like, exactly well because if you think about it though too unlike our other paranormal shows that we're accustomed yeah. to these people literally had to live with each other right. every single day they right. were there 24 7 whether you liked it or not and at first at first i didn't like it at first i didn't like this about mm-hmm. this show like yeah okay because i watched i watched it twice um <laughs> because the first time it was kind of like well, I thought I only needed to watch it for once. But that first time I was like, this show is stupid. <laughs> like, I didn't like it at all. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I need, a, I need to give it another chance. Yeah. 
I mean, more so than anything, because I needed to seriously pay attention for right, this right. this episode. Yes. The second time I watched it, though, I I got more of the vibe mm-hmm. of like what these locations are doing to these people. Right, exactly. So the first time watching it through, mm-hmm. I just thought, you know, they're being super dramatic, super right. reality TV. Too. Yeah. I'm like, this is a little too over the top. Right. And for me, that's that's not really what I'm into. I don't really watch paranormal TV or paranormal TV. I reality. don't really watch reality TV. Right. Other than paranormal shows. Right. Um, and you'd never see this drama on the shows except for this one so the second time around like i said i'm like wait a minute Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is it is it the location though that's doing it to these people well and see and that's why i i liked the show the concept Mm -hmm, i should mm -hmm. say i like the concept because it was different right um and yes i like the fact that you don't see this in regular paranormal tv right and to me, that's what sparked my interest. Now, like you say to the drama part of it, I didn't like, but that's what comes in right. though, when you're living, you know, with other people mm-hmm. that you've not, you've just met or right. whatever the case was, you know? So then there's two different things then. So you have that aspect of it, mm-hmm. but then you also have the aspect of the location itself, probably right. instigating this, this drama and that's this, what this was energy. And that's what was so cool about it though. I thought that was awesome. Because then it did prove, right? well, maybe then, yes, maybe the 28-day cycle theory is, you know, coming out. Right. And these people, through everything they were going through, mm-hmm. you're stuck in that place yes. that has all that activity. Mm-hmm. All that's energy is, right. you know, whether negative, positive, whatever, right. in this case, negative, you know, whatever happened there, that that is also getting stuck on right. them. You know, they're carrying that. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that's something that Brandy did say was that she was afraid to carry whatever was there right. back home to her kid. Yes. Right. She was ready to quit, you know, and I'm like, OK, calm down. You knew what you were coming into. Yeah, I thought the same thing as well. So her being able to stick it out was amazing because it is. It is difficult, you know, I mean, I mean, obviously, I've never stayed in a haunted location, Mm -hmm. but it's kind of like how watching all of these other paranormal shows, how you always see that people start. Perfect example is Charlie from Mm -hmm. the Lawson family, but Mm -hmm. people have different uh, changes in themselves, in their moods. Uh, Maybe, you know, I've even seen certain shows where families start arguing you know couples start arguing and there's so much conflict and it's all because of the location you know it's whatever is there that Mm -hmm. spirit that energy is creating this conflict because that's that feeds the energy Mm -hmm. right and they start turning on each other and that's actually what happened with all the groups Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so in some fashion whatever house they were in or building what have you right um that caused them to start turning on each other right and a few of them, I want to say they'd known each other for a while, wasn't yeah, I it? I think you're right. Yeah. And, you know, some of them actually started crying because they were like, you know, I've never seen them act this way. Why are they treating me this way type of deal? Right. Um, and that surprised them as well. But they would here and there mention, well, it's the spirits. It's whatever's here. Right. It's whatever negative force mm-hmm. is wanting us right. to do this. Well, and, you know, so at first, again, going back to me having watched this twice, the first time... I was like, stop being dumb. Like, why are you crying? Get over it. But then the <laughs> second time, 
I thought back to COVID and how everybody was locked down. Yeah. Pretty much not being able to do anything. Like you were essentially just locked up in Mm -hmm. your house. Mm -hmm. A lot of people during that time, they got severely depressed. Mm -hmm. People were getting sick a lot more. And if you remember in one of our episodes, I mentioned that during COVID, there was a huge spike in paranormal activity. Yep. I remember that. Because of the energy that Mm -hmm. you yourself are kind of imposing Mm -hmm. on Mm -hmm. your surroundings, on, on, on the universe, you know? So this seclusion that these teams are kind of having, this isolation, I feel like, number one, it definitely took a toll on all of them individually. And I think that's that's one of the things that we don't see. Mm-hmm. And, you know, me included, like I'm I will call myself out and say that I I didn't fully understand it the first time around watching the show. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> when you really think about what can come about, what can happen, like what spirits or activity can do to a person mm-hmm. especially not being able to leave that location and mm-hmm. and and kind of i want to say kind of cleanse yourself you know being able to to walk yeah, out of true. your of your haunted house yeah you know even if you live in a haunted house right. being able to leave and do whatever it is that you're doing outside of that area but it kind of gives you uh a break a release mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. all of that activity and mm-hmm. these people didn't have that right no they didn't and actually, that the I want I don't not that they were together, but the couple, the the demonologist and the psychic, mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's actually what started happening to the the demonologist. Right. They did eventually start to go down that. So yeah. So what happened was, um, you know, he started Charlie or not Charlie. Um, what was the Jeremy? De- Jeremy, Jeremy. That's it. So Jeremy, the, the demonologist, demonologist mm-hmm. he, you know, he wanted during their investigations, he was really, you know, yelling, you know, going you hard know on and them. That's, I want to say that's one of the things that I didn't like. Yeah. Right off the bat. You know, even the second time around, that still didn't convince me. Yeah. The fact that he was just so forceful. So, like, and that was his approach. Like, yeah. He, he even said, like, I think it was the very first time he was on camera. He said. I want to challenge these spirits immediately. And that yeah. that definitely rubbed me the wrong way right. just because of everything that we've ever talked mm-hmm. about on this podcast. You don't do that. You can't do that. That's why I felt like these two being paired together was a little bit of an odd pairing. Right. They needed that somebody else to kind of be that buffer yeah. between <laughs> like these two. They were completely different extremes. Oh, you had yeah. Jeremy, the demonologist mm-hmm. who's in your face yeah. screaming right. and that's it. And then you have mm-hmm. Brandy who the medium that's just very... I don't even know how to describe her. Like she was um, very soft spoken. Mm-hmm. She was relatable to to the spirits. Well, she um, was like you say. She was trying to relate right, to the spirits. Right. She knew that you that's something you have to do. She was trying to take it into a different or yeah, a different approach. Really, and, that, and that's another thing though. So it's like now the mindset, the energy that you're bringing into the investigation that is going to pretty much come back to you so whatever you are putting out there is what you'll be receiving from these spirits so you have jeremy who's over here being very much in your face and we know what happened to him we'll get we'll get into that in a bit right but then you also have brandy who's pretty much 
terrified the whole entire time. She was actually, because do you remember the very first thing they did? He wanted to put her in a casket right away. Yes. So she wasn't liking that approach, but she did it anyway. Well, and, and that's what I'm saying. It's like two different extremes of of attitudes that we have here within exactly. this team so that's why I, I felt like they needed a third person in there to kind mm-hmm. of be that buffer to kind of bring them both together and kind of be like you guys relax right let's let's calm down you went in one corner you in one corner right. let's come back and you know right. talk it out but eventually like throughout the whole thing it seemed like the older daughter was trying to communicate with brandy right more so i think this this whole time I was just like blown away at what Brandy was piecing together. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God. I feel like she really was the one that was actually getting more She found out all the information. The other guy was just trying to be, you know, all He-Man or something about it. And, you know. He was, yeah, like. He came in a little too much. So, I mean, with his negativity and provoking, he, of course, ends up getting attacked. And Mm -hmm. he became oppressed, which I ended up learning then that that was the first stage of a possession. Mm -hmm. So I'm Mm -hmm. like, holy crap. But I'm like, you know what? You shouldn't have been freaking. Yeah, you shouldn't have been instigating. Exactly. Um, So, of course, you know, the the, his the oppression Uh means you're just being influenced by Mm -hmm. by negative spirits. Mm -hmm. They ended up making the the connection to, Mm -hmm. you know, how Jeremy was feeling to how Charlie was said to have felt in the days leading up to the murders. And then... I then I started thinking about that. And it again, the DeFeos, it got me thinking. Oh, yeah. That's what I was thinking about. So then I'm like, the connections yes, there, you know? Yes. So it just totally reminded me of all of that. Bum, bum, bum. I know. That's how I was, honestly. I mean, I feel like there's pieces of the show where it was legitimate. Uh, I'm going to say drama. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then there's other pieces where I felt like the show was creating drama just to have it. Yeah. But I feel like the whole night 28 final confrontation mm-hmm. was a little far-fetched for me mm-hmm. because you have all of this activity building up and then all of a sudden it was a happy ending. Yeah. Like uh, banishing a demon and releasing a family I don't know, like a part of me still wants more of that validation that it was, in fact, the family, just because I keep going back to the fact that this was a funeral home. Who knows Mm -hmm. how many different Mm -hmm. families, people were coming through this funeral home? You cannot tell me that the loss in family is Mm -hmm. the are the only spirits that are in this. That we're hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. That was the first thing that that caught me. I'm Mm -hmm. like, that's true. That's true. I want to believe but the skeptic in me isn't 100%. Right. I'm not 100% convinced. Right. And especially just trying to say all of this happened on day 28, mm-hmm. which coincidentally is the whole premise of the show. Right. right. Uh, yeah. Not sure. Yeah. Not sure. <laughs> um, but I mean, I definitely liked the show better the second time around. Mm-hmm. Um, I was able to, which... Unfortunately for the other two teams, I didn't really watch the other two teams. I was able to forward through the other locations because I really <laughs> wanted to focus on um, the Lawson's on the Lawson's right. and on the team there. Right. Um, and 
I, I felt like the jumping back and forth from location to location, It the first time watching it, you know, I watched it all the way through for the first couple of episodes mm-hmm. and it kind of made me lose some interest. Well, it's kind of confusing after yeah. a while. Like I really wanted to try hard to really hear everything that everybody yes. was saying. So yes. you could go to lo- location one, then all of a sudden, oh, go to location two, then they do their spiel and oh, right. location three is over here. I'm like, and then after a while, you're like, wait, where are they? Right. I forgot who's who, you know? Yes. So that's, that kind of got tricky. I mean, it would have been cool if it, if it was just one location all the way through, like mm-hmm. if you would have done like three episodes on like the, the Lawson family, the Madison dry goods place. And then the next three episodes on the Connecticut one and then mm-hmm. the other place, like right. then I think it would have been a lot easier to follow well, and actually a little bit more interesting. I was going to say it would, it would have been more meaningful. I really wanted to pay attention to the one that was, I want to say the in the, all the jumping back and forth, just, yeah, I forgot what was happening or anyway. Right. And more of a question though, that I had like to further prove the experiment I felt like it should have gone past the 28 days, you know, mm-hmm. like if you're hypothesizing that it's 28 days to break the veil, you would have to go past that 28 days with, well, with or without helmet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know. Like it, <laughs> it just depends. But I see what you're saying because. I think, okay, what they did right now, great. 28 days, good, thank you. I think what they need to do is an update episode type of deal. Like, okay, how's it going now? You know, let's go right. Let's go back in. Right. Who in the dry goods? Obviously, it was a shop. Right. So are the shop like, what's people, the activity? What, what do they see now? What do they feel now? Yeah. Is it the same, different, indifferent? Right. Please be honest. What I is agree. now happening? I agree. You know? I don't know. Overall, though, like I said, when you can forward and focus on one specific location at a time, it's it's a cool concept. Totally different and honestly not a bad show. Mm-hmm. I I would for sure watch other seasons if if there were any. Yeah, totally. I like you said, I love the concept because it's different. No one has done it before. And they were just trying to connect it with Ed and Lorraine and Jesse. Right. right how it's going and with his son-in-law, you know, right. to keep that, um, I guess, memory alive yes. was really interesting too. Yeah. Well, so that was our our take on the 28 Days Haunted series. A fun uh, episode for our first shot our episode. Drink, our drink was fun. Yes. Very fun <laughs> drink. Lily, did you finish yours? Definitely try it. Um Looks I, like you still have I a little bit admit, there. I didn't. I didn't take the full <laughs> shot. I got a little nervous. <laughs> well, I'm happy to report that mine's all gone. So <laughs> if, if that matters. <laughs> with that, thanks for taking a shot with us in the Spirit Lounge. Until next time, I'm Lily. And I'm Vanessa. And this was the Haunted Happy Hour podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. And if you have Echo devices, an easy way to listen is just say, Alexa, play Haunted Happy Hour podcast. Plus, follow us on Facebook and Instagram to check out our next episode teaser and drink feature. 
see if you can guess what our next theme will be. Until next time, cheers! cheers.